Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, that was a big sleep. Wait, where am I? Yar, welcome aboard, matey. Who are you? I be the drunken man you bumped into last night. A drunken man? I don't remember a drunken man. I do have a bit of a headache, though. Aye, that's because you were the more drunken man of that drunken man situation. Oh, no. Where am I? Is is the room, like, rocking back and forth, or is that just my headache? I think it's a combination of the two, my lad. For you are upon my fine vessel today, sailing off into the unknown. Sailing? Hang on, are you a pirate? No, I'm actually, uh, as it turns out, more of an ambiguous sailor character. But my accent sounds very much like a pirate. Oh. And for a long time, you're not sure whether my character's actually a pirate or not. Well, that sounds like they gave you that voice purely to confuse people into thinking it was a pirate movie in the trailers. Yes, exactly. That's the one you want. Ah. I, you've got this all figured out. Well, what do we doing on the on the high seas captain well today on oldie but a goodie we'll be sailing off into the adventures of the movie of hot pursuit ah yes and reviewing this movie from start to finish figuring out the ins and outs of this uh this incredible movie welcome welcome to oldie but a goodie you i uh, i am of course one of your many hosts, many hosts. known as uh zach and one of the many others is Sandro. There's only us two, and then guests sometimes. Exactly. And the guests sometimes makes it many. That's true. Two twos, uh, something, something. Three's a crowd. What? That's that's a fact. No, it's three's a party, four's a crowd. No, no, no. I think I got that right. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um... Arr, I'm the captain now. Yar, I be the captain now. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, not many pirates in my pirate movie, Sandro. I was promised pirates last week, mm. by you specifically, and I chose this because you said pirate, and, um, well, we didn't get very much pirate. Wikipedia also said pirate. It also said drug smuggling, and that wasn't in this film either. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly what they put the emphasis on, mm. um, and then had zero of it in the movie. Because the real movie is just an adventure following a dumb boyfriend. I didn't hate it. Yeah. But, um... Look, it, it, we've watched far worse movies. Yeah, That's for sure. And there's some fun moments. The main character turns into Rambo. That was weird. It's weird knowing that actor and then seeing him in some of these scenes where he's trying to be Rambo. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's it's not his type. No, it's not. The, t- he, the tough guy doesn't suit him so well. Do you think, and this is just my conspiracy theory, do you think this is like Ooh. an Adam Sandler film in that the cast and crew really wanted to go on a holiday 
And so they made a film about going on holiday so they could then go on the holiday. Wow. No, I don't think that. I think it was definitely a benefit that they considered. Yep. I wouldn't claim that they specifically made this movie to go on holiday, but they definitely steered this movie towards that direction, I feel. Mm, mm. So they could have pina coladas. A lot of pina coladas, that's true. Yeah. It was a movie. The problem with the movie is that that, is that other movies exist. That's the problem with this yes, movie. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's the real issue with this movie. Uh, it also has some stereotypes. Oh yeah, it's also slightly racist. <laughs> yeah, but better slightly racist than fully racist, am I right? Mm, uh, I mean, uh-huh. I prefer no racism. Well, you're a little picky, Sandro. I don't know. I like my racism how I like my great aunts. Slightly, just slightly, you know? Slightly just racist. Slightly? Wait, you like your racism like you like your aunts, just slightly. So you like your I like aunts my, just sorry, slightly? Sorry, I like my movies ah. like I like my great aunts. Just slightly racist. Just slightly racist. That's Very lightly racist. Enough. I um, You can die on that hill. You, The views and opinions of one Zach Adams <laughs> do not... <laughs> Represent anyone else associated with the show. Including Zach Adams. Including yourself. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, Patreon. Thanks to everyone who just subscribed Patreon. If wow. you want to subscribe Patreon, you can. Link in description. You get new movie review of Mortal Kombat. You also get, mm. next week, old movie review of Mortal Kombat. Not looking forward to that one, <laughs> by the look of some of the pictures I've seen. Yeah, we're doing both that and Annihilation. And, uh... You haven't seen either before, so this is going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> yes, by the look of the CGI, it has um, uh, Scorpion King level CGI. Worse than Scorpion King, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. That'll be out next Wednesday. Uh, looking forward. Wait, next Wednesday or this Wednesday? I'm not sure. I think it's out this Wednesday. Yeah, no, this Wednesday is a release. Yep. Okay. Great. Definitely. I know time. Same. I've looked at a clock before. Have you? Yep. At one point. I've never, like, actively bought a clock. Where's this going? You know what I mean? What? Okay, yes, but have you looked at a piece that has the time? Well, yeah. On it? Right. Like, what do you think? Like, everyone's got phones now that are clocks. Do you need a clock on your wall anymore? It's kind of like people that buy calendars. Yeah, I'm not saying I would go out and buy a clock, but I mean, looking at my phone, I would say that counts as looking at a clock. That's true. I like to think of it as looking at a black soul-sucking void that you can never escape from. That's it. We're getting real on today's episode. (laughs) I I was going to say, that sounds like a a video I looked up recently, but anyway... It's on brand for the show that you'd say that, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're welcome for me sharing that with you. My grandmother collects clocks, by the way. Oh, so that's a thing. good. Does your grandmother listen to this show? No, not at all. <laughs> good, I can keep it in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, your other options this week were uh, Gardens of Stone, which was a film by Francis Ford Coppola of uh, the Godfather trilogy. It's about a war veteran becomes a guard. And then the guard war veteran teaches all the other guards about war things. Yep. It apparently is fine. Well, fine sounds boring. 
And then you also had River's Edge, early Keanu Reeves movie, where Keanu Reeves' friend kills a dude and then is like, hey, don't tell anyone about the dude I killed. And then all of his friends are like, oh, we're sad now that we've got a secret to keep. Yeah, probably should have done that one. It sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. Oh, well. Anyway, we chose Hot Pursuit instead, which mm. uh, is released May 8th. It's written and directed by Steven Lisberger. Great name. Uh, he hasn't done much, but the stuff he has done is very impressive because, Zach, he wrote and directed Tron. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. The guy who did Hot Pursuit did Tron. Yeah, definitely went up in the world. Oh, he did Tron first. He did Tron first. Oh, no, he did. He went down. Yeah. He went very much down. Then after Hot Pursuit, his third and final movie is called Slipstream, which stars Mark Hamill and Bill Paxton, and I kind of want to watch it now. Ah, there you go. There you go. Everyone's involved with sci-fi, because it's also co-written by Stephen Karabatos, also a great name, who was a writer on Star Trek The Original Series. Ah... Sounds like they should have done a sci-fi movie instead of this shit. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to say you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This could have easily been a sci-fi, though. Like, yeah. uh, the girlfriend is going to another planet, and he's got to go on an intergalactic pirate journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just stretch out the locations. Yeah. Have, have the, the, the pirate they encounter, have that guy... Be an alien and the ship a literal spaceship, you know? Hmm. Because they literally go from island to island. Yeah. You could have from planet to planet and you replace the land, sea ships. Exactly. With spaceships. And then all of the uh, stereotypes are no longer racist, they're specious, but we don't have to worry about that until we make first contact. Cause exactly, because then you have them as, like, weird aliens. Yeah. And then the racism's fine. <laughs> it's been fixed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine, because it's racist against aliens and not other humans which again Mm. very dumb Mm. why are we racist against other humans when there might be actual aliens out there wait are you saying why why are we being racist against humans when there's other species that's sort of like saying why do we go to war with ourselves when we could just start an intergalactic war correct that is exactly what i am saying you're just (laughs) repeating what i'm saying okay all right the views and opinions there's (laughs) <laughs> there's potential life out there that we could conquer and rule over and we're bothered fighting each other just saying this is why i don't play civilization that often yeah this is why i love civilization <laughs> no 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 but think about it think about it all right think about it just for a moment if we spend all the resources that we spent on fighting each other oh and we stopped... Gave them to the poor and so- and found a no, cure for that's, ca- No, oh. that's dumb. Oh. That's dumb. And we used those resources to go to space to fight aliens. This is the, this is the plot of Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. I'm, I'm not trying to paraphrase anything. You suck. Ugh. <laughs> uh. The cast has Don, John Cusack as Dan. This is after 16 Candles and Stand By Me, but he still wasn't very popular. Like he, well, no, he was popular, but not as popular as he would be in the future because he's a big popular mm. rom-com lad. And um, he's good in this. Is he funny? I thought he was pretty funny. I thought he had some pretty funny moments where he's like screaming 
because he slowly loses his sanity throughout the like throughout the adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until the very end, where he, you know, pretends to have sanity for five minutes, so then he can bail on the ship for no reason. Mm. What the fuck? The pirate. His name is like Mac or something. Anyway, he's played by Robert mm. Loggia, who's in like Scarface, Gladiator, Independence Day, heaps of great stuff. Wendy Gazelle is the girlfriend, Laurie. This is one of her earliest roles, but she didn't really go on to do much, aside from small appearances in TV, which is a shame because she's good. Uh, Jerry Stiller is in this as one of the villains. Um, He's, of course, from Seinfeld, King of Queens. Very good. His son's also in this, Ben Stiller. His first ever movie. Who? Who is this? Uh, Just some guy called Ben Stiller. He was in this weird, like, indie comedy called Night at the Museum. (laughs) about that one i don't uh, i don't i i remember watching a lot of this night of museum stuff i don't remember this ben stiller guy being in it it's so funny seeing him in this role where he's just played a normal person he's a normal character for a ben stiller character that's yes, for sure that, yes that's um what, yeah, he's far right. too normal for a ben stiller character but um yeah it is his first movie after all and you can already see in this that um that sort of wild eye sort of look he has comes out a bit which later on will be uh you know expressed on more his sort of wild side yeah definitely um yeah no as soon as um he came on screen i was like wait what what the hell is Ben Stiller doing in this movie? I think I texted you at that point. <laughs> you did. Ben you did. Stiller? <laughs> you did. I was I was flabbergasted. Because all I had texted you at that point was, oops, this movie might be slightly racist. And you said, yeah, yes. yay, love that. And then you watched it and just texted Ben Stiller? Oh boy, here we go watching something racist again. That's what you said. One yeah. oldie coming up. <laughs> and then, and then uh, one hour later... Ben Stiller? Question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) There it is. Uh, The final cast member to mention is Keith David. He's one of the Caribbean drugs mongolers, whatever they do. Um, He's in heaps of stuff. He's in the the thing. He's in community. He voices Spawn sometimes. He's in Mortal Kombat 11. He's in Rick and Morty as the president. And connection Ah. to last week's episode, he was in a recent episode of Creepshow. Yeah, yeah, wait, wait, yeah, yeah, no, he plays the president in Rick and Morty. He's really good in that, and is just a really good actor. In this, I mean, he's good. Yeah. It's just, maybe, maybe big stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, it's not an explicit rela- racist, but it's a heavy stereotype, and stereotypes, kind of racist. Kind of bad. Yeah. A little bit bad. It's not... It's it's far from the worst. Oh, yeah. And uh, and definitely, a, like, at the time would have been fine because it's just a stereotype. Mm. Yeah, it's not like an Alan Quartermain, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. It's not, ah, oh, the white man comes in to save the natives. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yikes. Uh, okay, for the reception, no critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score is 44%. 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Down the middle. Speaking of down the middle... That's not really a good segue. Wow. It cost $4 million. What do you think it made uh, in the Americas? Just the Americas? Just Well, yeah, it didn't get released anywhere else. 7 mil? 4.2! Oh. <laughs> made an extra $200,000. $200,000? That's more than they had beforehand. And... 
they got a free holiday to the Caribbean. And <laughs> mm, that's what matters. Yeah, 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 there you go. That's what matters. All right, taglines. There's two taglines. One of them is, it's going to be quite a vacation if he ever gets there. Hey. <laughs> Next. <laughs> the other one Jen already mentioned last week, uh, but it's so great. I've got to read it. It's um, yep. She promised him 10 days together in paradise. He never dreamed how far he'd have to go. <laughs> oh. Ugh. That's funny. Oh, these taglines, I hate. <laughs> no, they're very long. You want you want some snappy, catchy boom. Yeah. But uh, the second one's better, that's for sure. I've got to say, number one thing before we jump into the actual plot, music was excellent in this movie. Yeah. I, there was the Lion King at one point, and I wrote that down. I was like, this came out of the blue. I don't know what was happening here, but kind of dig. Yeah, Lion Sleeps Tonight started playing out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right, I remember that. The Lion Sleeps... Yeah, it just springs out of nowhere, which was very jarring. Mm. But otherwise, the music was pretty good. Otherwise, the music was good. The font, though, so boring. Incredibly basic font. Yeah, I just wrote down font, and then normally I write down, like, a note after it. I didn't. (laughs) Um, And I think I did that on purpose, because it was nothing. Yeah, Um, because it opens with, like, a shot of this private school where Cusack is studying at... And it seems yep. like the font was an afterthought because they just kind of slap Hot Pursuit on the screen yep. in front of the yep. school. <laughs> it's like, okay, yep. great. Uh, there's a naked dude within like the first minute. There is. So that's good. There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get to see some ass. So if that's what you were looking for. I mean, it is always, especially in a movie called Hot Pursuit. Yeah, that's mm. true. That's true. I liked it. Then uh, the main guy talks about this holiday. He's going on with his girlfriend. They make sure that you know that his girlfriend's family is very rich. They're a rich family. Yes, very rich. And he's scared about the dad not liking him. Because the, the other friend's like, oh, the dad's gonna, gonna kill you, dum-dum. Yep. Dad hates you. The dad's actually super nice. One of the nicest dads I've seen in a movie. Was he? He wasn't that mean. Oh, like, he had, like, some sly remarks at the start, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. He he talks shit about him behind his back quite a lot. But he's, like, he's, like, tactfully talking shit, so he's like, <laughs> oh, perhaps, perhaps he, uh, you know fell asleep or you know perhaps he chickened out or something you know like it's it's your basic dad being like an ass but he's not like overly protective or anything um i've got a i've got a scenario uh and i want you Uh to place yourself in this scenario let me know what you would do in this scenario so i'm in an empty void right now so your name is laurie uh you are um yep. you are going with your boyfriend to the Caribbean with your family you're oh very my God. rich yeah <laughs> no don't do that you are planning on meeting up with him just before you leave absolutely on the place uh the problem is though he he lives in a secluded uh boarding school where where only uh, guys are allowed to to be <laughs> So what do you do? Okay, so what we're gonna do oh, is we're gonna no. dress up as a ninja, <laughs> and I'm gonna like kung fu my way into the building, and then I'm gonna snap his neck. This is hurtful um, on so I many mean, levels. I uh, you know, uh, sneak up behind him and be like, "Guess who?" Because that's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's all it's all to set up the fact that she can climb so that the end of the movie can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really dumb. It's dumb in so many ways cuz she's surprising him. It tries to play spis- uh spis- what's what's music that's um suspenseful? Suspenseful? That's the word. Yeah. Yeah, that's a word, right? That was that yeah. uh some would say in some languages. Yeah, my brain just erred. It tries to play suspenseful. Sp- <laughs> I can't say it. I can't say it. You say it for me. Uh, yep. It tries to play suspenseful music uh, to to be like, oh, he, they, they've come to kidnap him or whatever, and it's very clearly not the case. No. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, it's the girlfriend just randomly appearing out of nowhere. And then she's like... Hey, I thought it was a good idea to buy movie tickets or or show tickets or whatever to surprise you with as well, just before we leave, even though she probably knows he has classes and a test and everything. Yep, she'd know that. Um, And if he doesn't pass it, uh, he can't go with you. So it seems like a very dumb move on her part. Kind of is. In just every single aspect of this this plan of ninjaing into the school, confronting him. and the, Because why couldn't she just visit and say, hey, I wish to talk to him or something, you know, during the day? Yeah. Because, though, because that way she doesn't get to climb the building and then later on climb to save the day. Yep. Stupid, stupid. Also, I loved how it was only six minutes of runtime in the movie before we got our first homophobic slur. I loved that. Thank you, 80s. Yeah. Whoa, that was out of nowhere. Yeah, I forgot about that one, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit of a whoops. Thankfully, they don't, like, that doesn't come back up again, but oof. So anyway, he's like, oh no, now that you distracted me, I'm going to fail my exam. So he goes into the exam, and then what does he do? He sniffs her glove and has a dream like an idiot. Wow, yeah, no, that was weird as hell. That was awful. Hated that. (laughs) Why? Why would you bring the glove with you into the test? Why would you then go and sniff it instead of doing the test? Uh, just, Just kind of deserves to fail at this point. Um, so he fails. Yeah. By, like, two points, I think? Yep, of course. Because the hero of the movie can't fail the test by 30 points. It's got to be by a very slim margin. Also, 50% to pass is, like, incredibly high. Because he gets, like, 48 out of 50, right? No, 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 no. It's 60%. 60%. Okay. That's a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say... It's 60%, yeah, because he gets a 58. Because he's talking about how, like, this exam is the most important exam I've ever, I've ever done, but the pass rate's only, like, higher than 60%. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. It's chemistry. And as we all know, chemistry's easy. <laughs> That's also important for later on as well. Yep. He fails and, and can't go out to the car to uh to drive off to the airport with the family. We have this this long dramatic scene where she goes in to confront him and he's like, I haven't passed and I'm like, get on with the movie <laughs> I don't care. I know he's going to follow them. Just get to that part. And then they have this long conversation and then she's like, oh she runs back to the car and she's like, oh he's sick, he can't come and then and then some dickweed <laughs> some jerk i think it's his roommate comes up and it's like oh sorry to hear about the guy flunking his test see you later <laughs> that was funny i laughed at that 
That was very dumb. So then the dad's like, oh, we failed. Well, we're just going to go to the airport without him. So they drive off. Yep. Meanwhile, he's talking to the professor. Professor's pretty cool. I'll give him that. And the professor does sort of like a pop quiz of some questions that weren't in the test that he gets correct. And because he got them correct, he passes the exam. And he's like, oh, thank you, sir. And then he runs off after them. Yeah, he runs off after them, but misses, so jumps in a taxi to go to the airport. Yeah. Where he misses them again. I've got a quote. We cut to the family in the plane, and we get the quote where they're being told where to sit. The quote is the dad saying, Ah, yes, row 10, seat C. Laurie, don't you want to see where you were conceived? Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. No, not at all. I missed that line entirely. Wow. And then she's like, what? In the plane seat? And he's like, nah, in the Caribbean. Haha, <laughs> got you, pranked fool. <laughs> wow. Terrible line. Yeah, what happens is he gets there, and surely he wouldn't be much behind the family. No, the plane, like, maybe it's the 80s, so they boarded a lot quicker. But, like, it takes them, like, no time at all to get onto the plane, and then it takes off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's movie shenanigans for him to miss the plane. I thought he was going to just catch it like every other movie, but I guess he misses it. But then it doesn't matter because he immediately just charts another plane. Yeah, to the Caribbean. How many planes are going to the Caribbean? Yeah, it doesn't make any... And it's gone off screen as well. Yeah. It's just like, why didn't he just catch... Oh, because he can't... Yeah, sorry. He can't catch up with them because then they would know. Mm. But then, like, where does he get the money from? It's quite obvious that he's not that rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he uses all his money on this ticket. Yeah, no. Again, it's not explained. We're not shown it. He's just in another plane coming for some reason. So he lands and he goes to get a taxi. Uh, and as he flags down the taxi, this real dick of an old man is like, I'm just gonna hop in the taxi seat. Take me this place, sir. Then the taxi drives off. Like, he opens the door to go in. He, he he turns, like, to the side of the door yeah. to tell the taxi driver where he's going. And this asshole dude just walks in the door and is like, I'm going to this place. If that dude did that to me, I'd be like, get out. Mm. I was in here first. Yeah. And or I would hop in the other side of the taxi and be like, cool, we can split the fare. Exactly. I, I don't understand why he doesn't do that. It's because movie. Mm. But also this dickhead of an old guy is like, look out for the natives. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, yep. what the heck? He says that just as a uh, just as a jungle jeep pulls up full with locals. Stereotypes. Yep. Yep. Uh, they're transporting marijuana, they've got Jamaican accents, and they're all about the peace and the love, and it's like, ah, I don't know about this. Yeah, one could say it was a different, um, sort of, uh, period back mm. then. A different, a different age in humanity. A different age in humanity, you're right. I kind of liked the stuff that they get up to, though, because they're fun characters, it's just like, eh, Yeah, they are stereotypes, though, yeah. 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 That's, that's the thing. They're not bad characters, and it's like not showing them in a bad light. In fact, they're quite helpful. They're, in fact, probably the most helpful characters apart from uh, Sailor Boy. Yeah. 
But um, they are very stereotypical. Very. Anyway. Um, they crash their car in a lake, and so they have to spend the night getting high instead. <laughs> yep, yep. They're like, go with the flow, man. And then, like, the movie, again, the movie logic is ridiculous, because then it becomes yes. morning, and John Cusack wakes up to the lion sleeps tonight, and he walks off on foot towards the place where he's meant to meet uh, the girlfriend and the family, while the rest of um, the guys, the locals, they grab their car out of the swamp by the help of, like, a school bus, and they also drive to that same location. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I get that John Cusack would want to go off on foot, but again, it's kind of, like, it's not funny when you're like, haha, the local guys got there and they managed to see the family yeah. before he gets there and then he misses them again. Haha. It's not funny, it's just like tedious and annoying. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I get the idea of it. The problem is, yeah, this movie feels like it goes through hurdles mm. to keep them apart. Whereas, whereas it should be the other way round. He should be going through hurdles to try and get to them. But it feels like the, the, the reverse, whereas the movie's trying hard for him not to get there, not the other way round, not yeah. him trying hard to get there. Yeah, like, I can look at the writer's, like, whiteboard with all the, the rope linking together certain things. I can see the yeah. structure behind the movie, and it's, it's, it's kind of annoying. Like, he's obviously struggling... You know, he's he's he is going through trials at this point, but it doesn't feel like that. It feels like we're going through trials watching this movie. Um, so, <laughs> yep. Um, he gets to their hotel, but as they just leave on a boat, I think. Yeah, because the marijuana dudes show up and are like, "Hey, it's you! Hey, it's you! Hey, it's you! We know your boyfriend." But they're like, "Oh, scary locals! We're gonna ride away." Ah, uh, that was, yeah, that was so bad. I hated that scene because also the, 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 like, Jamaican guy goes up to them and, like, physically approaches them very aggressively yep. for no reason. No normal human would do that. Yeah. But for the movie's sake, he's being very, like, pushy. Yeah. And then they, they don't listen. They're not like, oh, he knows the boyfriend. They're just like, oh, scary locals. Yeah. So they drive off and get on their boat just as John Cusack arrives. And then they drive to the marina just in time to see the boat <laughs> sail off. Ha ha ha. He's going through trials and tribulations. Ha 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 So now that he has missed the boat and the girlfriend's family are out on the sea... He's like, well, I'm going to go drown my sorrows at the local bar. This is kind of funny. I found, I found this a little bit funny. It is a little bit. Where he just goes up to the bar and the guy's like, Ugh, I've got sandals older than you, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid's like, and then he's like, slams money mm. down on the uh, the table and he's like this is how old I am this is, yeah. and the guy and the guy takes his his sunglasses off and he's like oh yeah of course and he takes the money <laughs> must have been the sunglasses <laughs> and I was like I was like yeah <laughs> oh that was funny that's that that was funny. I liked when he's, like, telling the barman all his troubles. He says, oh, it's a jungle out there, man. And I'm like, yeah, you're in the Caribbean. 
It is a jungle out there, literally. You are walking through the jungle. Even the barkeeper in the movie is like, well, yeah, there's a jungle out there. It is a jungle. Yeah. What are you talking about, John Cusack? No, it's funny. I like it. John Cusack, you're better later on in your career. (laughs) He's good in this. Well, well, he's all right. He's all right in this. Yeah, he plays, like, the young person quite well. He doesn't play the Rambo very well. <laughs> Not at all. It's just the most unbelievable thing. But it, it's for the comedy, I guess, but I don't know. This movie's just, like, not amazingly funny. No. Uh, that bit was kind of funny. I liked that bit. That was funny. But, like, the rest of the movie, he goes through these trials and tribulations, which is supposed to be funny, and it's just like, eh. Yeah, haha. <laughs> like it's not, it's not boring. It's just like, eh. yeah, yeah. It's enjoyable, but it's not funny. No. Anyway, a random pirate dude comes into the bar and is like, "Army hearties, I'm looking for information what? on a boat, sir. Do you have information?" He's also a, a gremlin, apparently. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, be looking for crew. Yes, yes. Ah. Have you read Treasure Island? <laughs> <laughs> he does say that. He does say that at one point. So uh, he's he he rocks up to the bar looking for information about the boat. Yep. Uh, that uh, the rich guy took. Yes. What is his reasoning? So so uh, from the movie's perspective, he needs to talk with the guy on that boat, and he doesn't specify which. So we think. He's after the rich money bag. Yeah, the, the the girlfriend's dad, Mr. Rich Boy. Yes. So he notices the drunk child uh, in this establishment because he yep. goes, I know that boat. It's the one that got away. <laughs> Which was funny. I liked drunk John Cusack. It yeah, was very drunk, good. Drunk Cusack was, it was pretty good. Drunk 18-year-old John Yeah, Cusack. yeah. Uh, so he goes and introduces himself, and I love this line. I wrote this down because uh, John Cusack wrote, "Name's Dan. They call me Mister Determined." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because the uh, the nickname that the uh, the um, stereotypes gave him was uh, Mister Determined. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. I thought that was good. So yeah, he joins the crew. And by crew, it's just these two guys on a tiny boat um, to go after the cruise ship. I think they talk about, it's like, do you have any sailing experience? And he's like, nope, not at all. (laughs) And he's like, have you read Treasure Island? And he's like, yep. And then he says, you'll do. (laughs) You'll do. And it's like, what? How does Treasure Island help him sail? That is like the least sailing knowledge like novel out of all of the books I've Correct. read set on the sea like like Hornblower say Hornblower that's got some things about being a ship man on oh, it Moby, Moby Dick Moby Dick half that book is incredibly boring rules about being on the sea Correct and it it's just like those ones would have maybe a squiz of info Treasure Island most of the things happen on the island you know that's where the majority of the story works Oh, actually, they do sail around the There's a little bit. bit. There's not much, though. Don't yell at us in the comments, okay? Yes, there is sailing stuff. I'm just saying there's more sailing in other books. Yes. And I feel like, in, in any case, all three of the books we mentioned would be inadequate if you wanted to sail properly. You should not read a fictional sailing novel and then go out and think you can sail and be a smuggler. That's a, Don't do that. 
were were the three authors we named for the these books ever sailors? I don't know, and I'm not going to look I it up. I think Hornblower was. I think Hornblower was. Well, then read Hornblower. It's a good book. Watch the TV miniseries. It's even better. You'll learn to sail. Guaranteed. Actually, screw it. We're doing Hornblower for a Patreon episode one day. What? I'm forcing Why? us to. It's great. It's a really good what? show. Okay. Sure. You'll love it. Once you get over the fact that his name is Hornblower, you'll be like, this is really good. Yeah. Anyway, um, so he joins the ship. We've got to talk about the captain, though. We've got to talk about him. Why does he have a pirate voice? Yep. Why does he have an unironic parrot in his ship? <laughs> He's not a pirate. The whole idea is the movie's trying to convince you that he is a pirate. Like, I literally wrote down in my notes for him that he was a pirate for most of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like... I call him Crazy Pirate Guy. That's his name in my notes. I mean, he's a fun character. Yeah, I, I like liked his him. character. I like the pirate voice. I just don't know. I just don't know why he's got a pirate voice and why he's got a parrot. That as well. That really kind of solidified. It's also a toucan. He does have a toucan as well. Um, he's always drunk. He's always being oh, I love the seas. Just has birds. You got birds to keep you company on the ship. Oh, he eats the birds as well, though. That's important. Yeah, that also helps. So, uh, meanwhile, on the ship with the family, yeah, the deckhand, who is a bit of a deckhand, if, if I can say so myself, Mister Ben Stiller, bit of a dickhand. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a terrible person. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he super pervs on the girl mm. and tries to get jiggy with it with her. Yeah, he's like, come into my cabin and see my gun, and she's like, mm. yep, and he has lots of guns, which definitely won't come back uh, later on in the movie because he's a villain. Yeah, he's carrying guns because there's pirates on the seas, which is very important. Yes. I, I liked the I like the sort of uh, twist that they have here where it's like he's he's keeping these guns for the pirates. No, he's keeping these guns because he is the pirate. Mm. Uh, I, I, that, that was a bit clever. I, I liked the sort of thing he has here. Yeah, that was good. Mm. Anyway, a giant storm hits and it kind of throws everyone off a little bit. The family go to shore for a bit pirate dude and john cusack are like oh no there's a storm it's very dangerous pirate man has a line which is one hand for yourself one hand for the boat which i thought was pretty funny and uh then um john cusack writes an in case i die note and puts it in a milk bottle and that never comes back i thought it would i was hoping it would didn't come back i wrote down there was weird music choices here so they managed to survive a hurricane for some reason he says it's a hurricane, it's probably just a rough storm. I think it was just a storm. Yeah, but the pirate guy says it's a hurricane, mm. you know. Oh, there's a scene where one of them falls overboard during the hurricane, and it looked like they yes. were actually filming in the sea? It was pretty cool. I was like, that's cool. Oh, okay, yeah. He falls yeah. into it, and it looks dangerous. Yeah, it was good. No, the pirate guy falls off, and uh, Dan saves him. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you saved me, I owe you my life. And what does he do? Uh, well, Dan's like, well, this ship fucking sucks. Yeet. And he yeets himself <laughs> off the ship. Yeah. And he goes to shore. Uh, the first sane act he does the whole movie. The first and only. And then immediately he rocks up to shore where there's like a wreckage of a boat or something. And it's full of drugs. And uh, then uh, the police rock up and are like, hey, you, you're under arrest. And it's like, what? <laughs> He immediately, two seconds 
on being on shore gets arrested. He gets arrested. He gets six years, which is very important. Yes. They don't let you forget that it's six years. Yeah, they repeat it many times and it doesn't matter. I liked this sequence, though. With him in jail, he's, like, recounting stories to the fellow inmates and they're all being weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Oh, yeah, the, one of the guys like, how pretty was her? How, how was her tatas? You know, something like that. And he's like, hey, bug off! Yeah, he does say that. And then Mr. Pirate Dude rocks up with a comically oversized stick of dynamite. Yep. Uh, he blows open the prison wall and they make a run for it in a pretty solid car chase that goes on for a little while. Yeah, I was like, I, I wrote down, wait, why is there car chases happening in this movie now? And yeah, Mr. Pirate Man, he, uh, he stays behind in the town uh, to keep uh, the cops busy so John Cusack can run to the airstrip and catch a flight to some hotel where the family is now, apparently. Yep, there is the thing with the uh, the good uh, defense is a good offense, which is uh, he he like breaks the car around a corner at one point, and the car behind him goes flying into the uh, like nearly into a ditch, and then he reverses the car and then pushes the enemy car into said ditch after you know duking around, which was kind of good. That was pretty good. Um, he does that trick again later on as well. Dan copies it later on to fi- to finish it. He's like, ah, yes, I've learned this. You know, it comes back. That's that's the only reason I mention it is because it comes back at the final bit. Uh, but yeah, back to the airstrip, which is where John Cusack is currently at. Uh, he is trying to get a plane, but all the planes are full because it's Easter. And we get the quote, it's Easter for us, I assume it's also Easter for you. That means the planes yep. are full. <laughs> okay. Yep. 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 What? This is such a weird continuous scene at this airport. This whole airport scene was weird in every aspect. So he has this weird conversation where you've just done that. Mm. He has a weird sequence of events. So the police come in mm. and he hides in a room and in said room, a lady's giving birth. Yes, the airstrip is being used as a hospital. The explanation is she was pregnant. She was pregnant? She was a pregnant. Yeah, she was pregnant and she wanted... Like, this is what they say. They say she wanted to have her baby in wherever he's flying to. Yeah, so now that she's had the baby, she doesn't want to go there anymore. Yes, so they give him her ticket. So that was weird. So then he gets the plane, but then on the plane... The uh, stewardess comes out and is like, all right, hands up who wants to go to this location, hands up who wants to go to this other location. Yeah, yeah, they do that thing, which I've done on a bus before, but it was it was more of a, does anybody need to go to this place? And no one put up their hand. And then does people need to go to this place? And everyone was putting up their hands. So in that case, it was, it was more checking if... Um, whether anyone actually needed to be dropped off or whatever, and no one did, so he went to the next stop, you know, he yeah. went all the way. So yeah. Which makes sense. But in this case, some people do want to go to this flight. So why are you diverting the flight? What the fuck? Yeah, there's air traffic rules, first of all. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah, no, the scene the scene made me angry. I was like, what? You can't just divert a plane because more people want to go to the second destination instead of the first. It's just another hurdle he's got to go through. Again, you you, you can feel the scripts, like, gears 
churning away. You can like feel it at the back of the your your head breathing on your shoulder as you're watching this movie. Then he puts a big fuss because he's like, "Well, I don't want to go to here. I need to go to here." And then um and then some other guy joins him and giving a big fuss, and it's like he's like, "Yeah, that's right. We'll we'll band together. We'll we'll protest." And then that other guy pulls out a bomb, and he's like. I've got a bomb, and then and then uh, Cusack's like, ah, I'm having none of this shit. Mm. So he runs over to that guy and like grabs him by the collar, yells, screams at him in the worst angry <laughs> face, angry man I've ever seen. At this point, he's lost it. At this point, John Cusack has lost it. He grabs the bag, pulls out uh, what was inside it. It wasn't a bomb. It's like a loaf of bread, was it? Was was it a watermelon? No, nope, it was a loaf of bread. And then he like screams at everyone that they're going to the original location. Mm. And then everybody claps. But those are the same people that put up their hands to divert the plane. So why are they now clapping that they're going to the original destination? It makes no sense. It makes sense if you clapped beforehand when he disarms the bomb. But I guess they were just waiting for him to finish his speech before they started clapping. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. It's dumb. But anyway, he's now heading to the right location, the Holiday Villa, which is where the family are also heading to. But before they arrive, Laurie is sneaking around the ship and she finds the dead body of the captain. Ben Stiller has killed the captain. Yeah. This is where the movie got a little bit more dark, and I was a bit like, ooh, mm. that is blood and a dead body. Yikes. And Ben still is there. He pulls out a gun, and he's like, haha, I work for my dad, who is my dad in the movie and my dad in real life. How about that? It's ooh. so meta. Yeah. Crime boss. And uh, both of them, I'd say, pretty good actors. Yeah. Better than Adam Sandler. Nice. He's not even in this movie, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but we were talking about him earlier, and um, to be fair, not a high bar to... No. Oh, he's good you know. in that one film, Uncut Gems. Haven't seen that one. I've only seen him in other movies, and I can only be disappointed. <laughs> now, yeah, the whole family are being held at gunpoint by the Stiller boys. <laughs> Us and the Stillers. Sounds like some sort of, you know, uh, some sort of 90s sitcom. Mm. It's like, the Stillers, oh, they have us at gunpoint, you scamps. Yeah. And they've got them at gunpoint at the Holiday House as well. Yeah, the idea, I think, of their thing was they were going to steal the boat, not the rich people. Because mm. the rich people would have been way too much trouble, but um, Ben Stiller messes it all up. Yes. By not hiding the body, like, I don't know, tossing it overboard or something. No, he just hides it for it to be found, and then they've got to deal with the family. Yep. So then, at that point, John Cusack, uh, he swims out to the boat, because he's arrived at the holiday place. He swims out to the yeah, boat. Yeah, so he's like, he sees the boat, and he's like, oh, they're going to be on there, so he swims out to it. Yeah, he swims there, Ben Stiller's on the boat for some reason, and they have a bit of a fight. Yeah, I think uh, Ben Stiller comes to take the boat to another location. Yeah. Like the location of their base or whatever. And then uh, has the thing where it's like, oh, I can't wait to sell those rich people uh, while while Dan's listening. And Dan's like, oh, no, they're the bad guys. Wow. Wow. 
I'm I'm sailing here. Um. So uh, then uh, he grabs a gun, and uh, when they fight, he points the gun at Ben Stiller, and Ben Stiller's like, "Oh, they went this way. This is what happened." And he tells them, and then he's like, "All right, get in the icebox." And then Ben Stiller throws a knife at him. Yep. But but we already know from earlier in the movie. We didn't mention it, but earlier in the movie. John Cusack was taught how to throw a knife. Was he? Yeah, in the jungle, when they were all high. Did they? Yeah. That happened in the film. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad I'm glad that wasn't the film. I definitely noticed that. So he picks up the knife and throws it back at Ben, and Ben's like, Ah, my leg! Yeah, because he knows I'll get to... in the icebox now! And then uh, he gets in the icebox, and yep. they lock him in there. And he's out of action for the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's him. Yep. See you, Stiller. So now that John Cusack knows where the family are and has a machine gun and also a bandana out of nowhere to look like Rambo. Yes, with grenades, with active grenades as well. And I'm like, what happened? When did this character become Rambo? I don't know. The start of this movie, he was a child Mm. with girlfriend troubles. Now he is Rambo. What has happened in this movie? I don't know, but it makes for a pretty funny ending. (laughs) Yeah, it's very dumb. Yeah, he goes to the house where the family are being held uh, hostage. Yeah. Um, he reunites with Laurie. They both catch up underneath the house. Yeah, she just, like, <laughs> s- spots him and then leaves the group of people watching. What? Terrible know. guarding. It's so bad. It's just, like, they needed her to escape, so she just leaves. Mm. And the guards are like, huh, where did that one rich per- person go. Like, what? <laughs> they don't even start searching for her. They're just like, oh, well, she left. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's dumb. That's so dumb. It's so dumb. So her plan, well, their plan, is that she climbs up on top of the house with a grenade. She throws a grenade yep. into a boat they're using to get between the house and the main uh, ship that they're trying to sell. Yeah. So that blows up. That'll draw away the baddies' attentions so that they can escape in a jeep. Yep. So that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. She has to climb up to the highest point of the villa or whatever, and that's where her climbing comes back. So at least the gun on the mantelpiece was used, I guess. All of the guns on the mantelpiece were used, aside from the message in the milk bottle. That one didn't. That one wasn't used. All the others were. Yeah, blow up the boat. It was a cool explosion. They go check out the boat. The, they free the rich family. And I love that the lady's just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's the it's the only reasonable reaction there, to be fair. And it's like, that's the most realistic line in the whole film is this lady just being like, holy shit, why is Dan here? <laughs> yep. That was good. So then, uh, now that the family is free, the guards come running back and we get a great scene where John Cusack's just going ham on the machine gun. Yeah, he just goes, I wrote down it, yeah, he's fully he's fully Rambo now. Yep, at this point. They hop onto the car, they start driving away, and uh, Dan passes the machine gun to the dad, and you've probably written this line down as well, (laughs) Uh, so I'll I'll let you say it, because he's like, oh... I'll, I'll teach you how to use the uh, machine gun. And the dad's like, son, I was shitting in a hole in Korea before you were even born. And then he cocks the gun and starts shooting. <laughs> and no, the best bit about this is the line that dad says just after. He goes, oh, 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He goes back to like his awkward teenage character, and he's like, "Oh, oh, it's just amazing." I just love that the line he had there. It, it was just, "Oh, yeah, yeah." <laughs> to reply to that, it was like, oh, and then okay. they continue on. So we have a second car chase where it parodies the first one, mm-hmm. where um. Instead of uh, the pirate guy sacrificing himself, Dan sacrificing himself. Yeah, he's like, family, get out of the car. I'll draw their attention away. You guys run off. And also, like in the first one, he finds a way to sneak behind the bad guy's car so that he can use his car to push their car off a cliff. Yes, he pushes them off a cliff and they all drown. Yes, Definitely not get caught up by the Coast Guard, which randomly appear to uh, capture them. That doesn't happen. I think you were watching a different version than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be dumb. There's um, close-ups on them actively drowning. It was a really dark moment. Yes. I felt like I was watching a snuff film. It was very... <laughs> nah, but it was good. Um, and so uh, we cut to them at a holiday. And the dad's now proud of you, son. In fact, I'm so proud of you, I'm charting this boat just for you and her to hang out on. But don't think about banging her, because I've got a captain to sail it. And who's the captain but the pirate guy that we we followed this whole time? Yep. Because uh, they knew each other from Korea, yes, apparently. apparently. Which is very funny. And what does Mr. Pirate Guy do? Does he keep an eye on them so there's no shenanigans on the boat? Uh, no, he doesn't He doesn't keep an eye on them. The first thing after they start sailing, he ditches the boat. <laughs> yep. Because uh, he says the famous line, uh, you know, you read Treasure Island. You know how to sail a boat, yeah. So he ditches the ship so that they can bang. And that's the end. This is another movie, just like My Demon Lover, where it ends with the promise of banging. Yep, that's the happy ending, you know? The happy ending is they get together. Alright, Hot Pursuit. Look, it's... enjoy. (sighs) It's not a bad film. No. It's just an old film. So I'm gonna give it an oldie. Because it's just old and there's better films out there. That's the thing. I think it's okay. It's kind of fun. What did it get on Rotten Tomatoes? Like 43? Yeah, about that. Yeah, it's like a 45% film. It's just underneath what I'd give it for a goodie. Yeah. The plot's just so contrived it hurts sometimes. That's the problem. It's contrived and there are other adventure movies like this that do a better job and aren't as annoying there, there are movies where contrived is actually like the main point just like this one but it, it's like that it makes it very enjoyable the, yeah. the ridiculous contrived whereas this one it's just like eh. it's just an eh this whole film's an eh and yeah like it's kind of like creep show 2 for me it's fine it's not bad but it is old and it has aged poorly so I'm also going to give it an oldie, but like, whatever, this is fine. If you like this movie, um, well, I'll give it to you. There's very likable moments in this movie. If you don't like this movie, um, I agree. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it's also only 90 minutes, so it's short. Yeah, it's not too long, but I don't plan to watch it again. No, it's, it's a TV film, actually. I'll say that. It's a TV movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good TV film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Two oldies for Hot Pursuit. A disappointed, needed more pirates that's what it needed what i would have added was actual pirates and like start off with the pirates like two seconds in 
have the it start off with them driving up to the school and being like, oh, are you ready to go on the holiday? And he's like, nope, I failed the test. Mm. Cut out that entire thing that happened at the start. Then you have the scene where the teacher's like, hey, I helped you out. And then he goes, they they do the whole thing where he misses the flight, whatever. But he has the, like, the ticket for the previous flight. And it's yeah. like, oh, you missed your flight. Well, normally we would we wouldn't allow this, but we have a spare seat on this flight. I'm gonna like he encounters a nice clerk, which gives him a seat on this other plane, which is leaving in like ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, wow, cool! I can catch up with them. We see the rich people. They get there and they chart the. They immediately chart this boat, and they get captured by pirates. Yar, and the pirates are hearty, hearty, and they're looking for a lost stone out in the seas. And the magical stone will... Again, I'm turning into a gremlin. What? What is happening over ah, there? This is the my story, cut. I was like... I was liking the... I was liking the story. This is my cut, you see. Yes. Har har. I, I don't like the voice. Just go... Yar. Yar. That, that'll put you in the pirate. There you go. You got pirate voice right there. All you need to do is say yar a bunch. And then you won't turn into a goblin. So my cut, it starts off just before your version starts with a cold opening where it's set in, in the 1600s and there's a gem. Oh, right. And yep. the gem is turns people into, uh, let's say it's a gem that makes toucans. people... Ooh. Uh-huh. The magical toucan gem yeah and which uh, would make eating them way more twisted mm. and the magical <laughs> toucan gem is so magical every pirate wants it but yeah. a pirate ship that has it gets lost at sea and no one knows where it is well all the all the sailors get turned into toucans so no one's gonna sail it so it just yeah. kind of crashes you know so i'm just adding a mystical element uh to your version of uh, the movie yeah, yeah, yeah no so that's perfect for my one so what happens is the the rich guys get captured by these pirates who are searching for the mystical toucan. Yep. They'll capture them and be like, yeah, we're searching for this thing, and so you're going to help us find it with your money. You're going to buy all this stuff to help us find it. And pretty much it, it works out the same way as the rest of the film, except they were captured by pirates this whole time. Yeah, except the end of the movie is the good pirate guy, he gets the toucan amulet. Yes. Oh, which is what he's been searching for this whole yes. time as well. Instead of, like, I'm searching for revenge on this guy who murdered my crew. No, he's also searching for the toucan. And now he has the power, because he, he knows how it works. He has the power to turn into a toucan whenever he wants. So instead of the end of the movie being he bails, Ooh. he just turns into a toucan and watches them. And it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, mm, no, 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 I hated that. That was going so well. No, he turns into a toucan and flies away. Yeah, and then gets shot. And everyone's like, oh, (laughs) it's real sad. Wow. Wow, dark twist. I love it. Fixed your movie. Honestly, sounds like a very enjoyable film. I'd watch that version for sure. Yeah, and the the way the bad guys get defeated is they all get turned into toucans. (laughs) And shot. Um, <laughs> just just that Rambo scene with a machine gun, except it's all that he's just murdering two kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's go through the checklist real quick. It is a checklist of tropes from the past yep. five months of this year, and we're going to see how tropey this movie is. Yes. Number one is the movie Bad Porridge. 
Bad parts, yes. Very bad parts. In fact, the ocean is some of the worst parts. It's far too salty. Salty porridge. Yuck. It's full of bird shit. Oh. It's full of fish shit. It's even worse. It's full of human shit because of sewer pipes. Oh, that's not as bad as bird. <laughs> no. No, no, I think it's worse, actually. I think no, you're fine. It's worse. I think you're fine. It's much worse because sewer systems also bring lots of trash. Mm-hmm. Full of trash, full of plastic. You don't want that. Does this sound like a good... Porridge you don't to you? want that in your porridge. Or maybe you're thinking, well, that's not actually part of the porridge. The actual porridge is, you know, it's hot pursuit porridge. You don't want hot pursuit porridge. Hot pursuit porridge, too hot for your mouth. It'll burn it. Mm, that's true. Oh, good. It also has John Cusack in it. And he's, he's bad porridge. I mean... Cannibalism doesn't make good <laughs> porridge, Sandro. I've told you this many times. You're right. You're right. You are right there. All right. Uh, next trope, other characters dumb... Yes. Yeah. Constantly. Like, every character except maybe the pirate. Oh, he's still pretty dumb, though. No, but he's, like, crazy. He's crazy, not dumb. Um, bad guy from foreign country, no. Uh, the Stiller boys, very much American. They are, but they are living in the Caribbean. They probably Ooh. have a Caribbean, uh, you know, passport, that sort of right thing. Right there. Also, I just want to say, like, bad guy from foreign country. Is that bad guy... Like, is the foreign country the country where the movie isn't set? <laughs> or is it any country that's not America? Or is it any country that's not Australia? Because we are Australians. I was about to I was about to say, um uh the fact that you're saying, you know, they're American, you're implying that this is an American like it it could be a Car- Car- Caribbean film. Yeah. And then he would be a foreign would he not be a foreign bad guy because he's a white man in 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 the Caribbean? Just saying. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. I think anybody who's not Australian is uh, yep. is a great way of doing this. So, uh, yep. Yep. Gets that one. All the good guys live. Oh, yes, they do. All the bad guys live as well because they get captured by the Coast Guard. The only guy who dies is that one captain. Yep. Rip him, I guess. And he was in one scene and I think he was British. Yes. He was there like, I'm dead, in it, bruv. Yeah, bruv. So, uh, big off the ship, eh? Someone sacrifices themselves, uh, yes. We, the audience, sacrifice our times. Yeah. <laughs> this movie. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the pirate captain guy and Dan both sacrifice themselves at the end, but then just live. So, yeah, it's pretty lame. Uh, generator power outage, cannot remember. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Anyway. Uh, female lead falls in love with male lead. Yes, it's a romantic movie. That's a whole yep. point. It's a whole character. Are they dead, dead animals? Yes, he eats a toucan. Yep. <laughs> and if he doesn't, in my story, he does. It's a ripoff of other famous movies. I don't know if it's a ripoff, but it's definitely very similar to lots and lots of other famous movies. And it also constantly re- references Treasure Island. <laughs> You're right there. Vehicle breaks down, yes, all the boats crashing constantly. And the cars, one of them goes into the ocean. That's pretty broken down vehicle. Pretty broken down. Slow motion, yeah, when the car goes into the ocean. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, there was slow motion in this film. I bet you love that. It was only Um, for a split second, but I hated it, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) yep. Uh, Song with the title of the movie in it, no, but there should have been Hot Pursuit. Hot Pursuit, driving around the Caribbean, Hot Pursuit. Wow. What a what a song. Good stuff. Yep. Um, Noticeable green screen. Nope. 
In fact, in fact, the effects were quite good, as you mentioned before. The guy jumping into the ocean. Yeah, looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Uh, being knocked in the head and falling unconscious. No, I don't think so. Uh, um, unfunny joke with a joke is that it's unfunny. Yes, that was like half the movie. <laughs> You're right there. Font does the thing that it describes in the title. I don't know how a font would be in Hot Pursuit, and the font was boring. Oh, you do do it like a Hot Wheels. It goes... It it, it runs on... It drives onto the... I hate that. Oh, that's... Yeah. That's awful. Uh, Narration, absolutely no narration, and finally dubbing over dialogue that they probably forgot to record. I couldn't tell if there was. Nope. I think that's fine. So that is Pirates... Wait, no, it's not. <laughs> Hot Pursuit. I called it Pirates in my notes. <laughs> yep. Nice. Even though it had almost nothing to do with Pirates. Yep. Uh, Raven Reviews! This is part of the show where I, I'll, you know, that's oh. a great intro Raven to Reviews. This. Raven Reviews. We're talking about reviews. It's Raven Reviews. Wow. Good intro. Good intro. Wow, we're getting multiple new intros. <laughs> yep. This is crazy. This is a part of the show where I get reviews from the one place that matters, Rotten Tomatoes, from the one people that matters, the audience, not the critics. And uh, Sandra has to figure out what the hell these people are trying to rate uh, this movie. We're just going to jump right into it because I want to be done with this garbage-ass movie. Double yeah, this episode's gone on way longer than I thought it would. Yeah, was. yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> want to be done. So, Sandra. What? Me? Yes? That's not my name. <laughs> I said Sandra. Who's that? I'm Sandro. Says, John Cusack, 1987, shirtless, dot, wet as usual, dot, a few laughs, dot. Now, I want to dissect this. Wet as usual? What? I mean... Does John Cusack get soggy in his movies? No. Or is she referring to herself as wet as usual? I think she's referring to herself. Um, does he get wet in this movie? He does. He does get wet in this movie. Yes, constantly. He's in the water. When I think of a John Cusack movie, I don't think of him getting wet. <laughs> so it's it's John Cusack, uh, nineteen eighty seven, shirtless, wet as usual, a few laughs. I have no idea what that wet as usual is referring <laughs> to. I don't know. Yep, I, d- I I only wrote this one down because I needed ex- some sort of explanation, but clearly you don't have I it. I don't right. have it, but either way, yep. that sounds like a four out of five. Ooh, close. It was a three out of five. A three out of five. More middle middle of the line. I don't know what was happening there. Also, there were not many reviews for this movie. <laughs> just yeah. just got to throw it out there. <laughs> Stacy said, dated and a bit silly. <laughs> Super sweet, dated, but a little sad. 2.5, right down the middle. Wow, very nice. Yeah, it's 2.5. Well done, well done. Yeah. You got that one right. Jason says, This was an oldie. But a goodie. But a goodie. A comedy adventure from the 80s. I went in with a really low expectation and was pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Obviously, um, I put this one in because it said an oldie but a goodie. That's the whole reason it's in the show now. Yeah, you're right. But uh, I don't feel this one was a goodie. I don't feel... Yeah. I kind of feel like 3.5, but considering that the average user rating is 44%, I'm going to go 3. It's 4 out of 5. Oh, okay. Really positive. Yep. You went even lower when you should have gone higher. Um, and I would have ended it there, but I didn't agree with Jason. I, I more agreed with Sarah, who said, An oldie. I never saw but... Had to since Corsac is in it. 
Sure, it was great for its time, but it's only found it mildly worth a watch. Uh, she rates it an oldie, just like us. Hey, Sarah. Yeah, two. I'm going to say two. Ooh, close. 2.5. 2.5. 2.5. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. That's about what I give it. I definitely agree with the first two things. It's an oldie. It's an oldie. All right, that's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, uh, as mentioned up top, if you want to help us out and keep the lights on, you can. It's uh, any patronage is appreciated over on Patreon. Uh, you can subscribe to the Bad Porridge Club if you want to help us out. It's not like needed obviously the show's free but if you want to help us out you can and it's greatly appreciated and and you get some bonus content just sprinkled on top bonus, don't forget that bonus content i'm gonna force zach to watch hornblower next month it's gonna be great we'll probably do the first two episodes yep uh, coming up this week is it this week i think it's this week yeah coming up this week on wednesday is mortal kombat 95 and the next wednesday mortal kombat annihilation we delayed last week's bonus episode so we could put them both mm. out back to back i am not looking forward to them but i'm also very much looking forward to them yep same. So we're going to do that on Wednesday. Check that out on Patreon. Link in the description. We're also on Facebook if you want to like us there. Uh, we're on Instagram. You can follow us. You can email us as well. Oldiebuddygoodypod at gmail.com. And something else I'm forgetting. YouTube as well. YouTube. We're on YouTube. All right. Sandro. Yes. It's time for you to pick next week's movie. <sighs> so there's some choices here. One of them is the correct choice. So we have The Gate. Uh, two young boys who accidentally release a horde of demons from their backyard through a large hole in the ground. Yeah, I like that. That sounds good. Ishtar, a bunch of bad songwriters somehow stumble into a Cold War standoff on a, while on a trip to Morocco. Ooh, I don't know what to say to that. Yep. Probably racist? <laughs> but quite possibly. Personal services. The story of a rise of a madame of a suburban brothel. Oh. Uh, catering to old men. Oh, yeah, me. Now, this sounds bad, but it's directed by Monty Python's Terry Jones. Oh, he does good Ooh. movies sometimes and also bad films sometimes. Yeah. Well, not that one. Um... <laughs> So one of these is the correct choice. Ishtar's probably racist. Which leaves us with one option, Sandro. That leaves us with the gate then, right? Yep. The gate! Two young boys who accidentally release a horde of demons through their backyard through a large hole in the ground. Is that your choice, Sandro? (laughs) That does sound pretty good. I think by proxy that's got to be my choice because those other two... Absolutely. By process of elimination... (laughs) It's your only choice. <laughs> These last two weeks, the choices have not been great. No, they have not. Oh, and well. I feel like that's going to be a trend we're going to continue. We're not in um blockbuster season yet, though. And when we do get to blockbuster season, it's going to be Ooh. spicy. Because we're going to keep yeah. choosing bad films on purpose. <laughs> nope, we're going to choose The Predator and it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is coming up. Anyway, The Gate next week. All right, The Gate. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sickly curious as to how bad this movie's going to be. The aliens kind of look like the, uh... You mean demons? The demons, They're I mean. They're supposed to be demons, so if they look like aliens, <laughs> that's not good. They look like the creature from Sorority Babes. Oh, yeah, they do. They have the exact same effects. Sorority Babes, of course, an episode on Patreon, uh, if you haven't heard that. All right. Oh, it has a 60% of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh! Ooh! 
That is six times higher than I thought it was going to be. Is it a franchise? No, it's not a franchise. Oh, nope, there are sequels. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, we got a spicy one next week. Ooh. Yeah. I am falling asleep as we speak. This movie has drained all energy out of me. What is... Yeah, well, then we better end it, right? With our favourite quotes. I don't know what my favourite quote is. (laughs) I know my favourite quote. Dan... I was shitting in a hole in Korea before you were born. Chick chick. Well, if you're going to do that one, I'll have to do the other quote from the dad, which is infinitely worse, but also yep. the only other notable quote, which is, Row C, seat 10. Don't you want to see where you were conceived? <laughs> oh, dad, no. No, I don't. Oh, dad, leave me alone. Daddy, chill. <laughs> no. 